0: This is who I am, this is what I do.
1: to affinity extra and my show tapestry here with you every friday sunday monday so whenever you get the opportunity to listen thank you for doing so and as always starting the show off with kelly price our anthem my anthem this is who i am this is what i do share the gospel spread the good news. thank you so much for joining me and uh Bit of a show for you today, and I will tell you what I'm doing, what's going on in it. After this track, back of the stack here, shared church night.
0: It's the way I came up all through the week. Every night was a church night. me? If you want to come around pack back your back, cause we must go there. Ooh. And it ain't no shame, it's part of my game, Believing in his name. So if you're called from the mall and you want me to meet ya, I gotta listen to the preacher verse. Tuesday night cause we hustle, so Wednesday, Bible study Thursday. And all night, I'm meeting with the band, a Friday, then yes. just stick on Sunday, here we go. So, if you want to go hang, it might be delayed for me to get in my way. And too. if you're going to the game, if you oh, to the game, you yeah, have to wait yeah, I'm going to get my dance, dance on, oh, I don't oh, even tell you, no. oh, I'm going to church tonight, check too. it out. Even when I'm at school, it's running through my head that I'm so grateful, it's the reason that I'm so happy, it's been so good to me. Ooh, why? While I live my dream, I have a bunch of things, I'll tell you what it means to me. I truly know that I'm blessed and I'll take it for granted. I'm gonna raise a marriage chance that I get to. So Tuesday night, we so this rehearsal Wednesday. Bible study Thursday. I'm with the bed. The Friday, evangelistic. just yeah, Sunday. And the ego's down. You gotta go hangin' like it's late. I'm here to get my praise on. So out. that I can stay Ooh, strong. Oh, it's all at have to tonight night. Get my hand yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody has to make me pray And make me give yeah, did cause mommy hit me at the wrong time, telling me you had a short time to get my hind paws down the stairs so we could share in the car, which was parked in the driveway headed for the highway, aimed at the steeple where the people made an unbelievable sound. The keyboards under the sweet organ where the deacons and greeters was meeting the seekers at the door with arms open wide saying, "Give me some more." That to the game, Man, but I have to wait yeah. for me to get my hands on, if I'm not even taking home, I'm going to church tonight, if we can, if we're going to go in, you might be delayed, for me to get my hands on, so that I can stay strong, it's all at church tonight, I'm, so. I'm whatever
1: Shirder James Moss Church Nights from a few years ago now. Still a
2: uh,
1: And uh, you know what? It's funny actually because kind of hearing her reminds me of the documentary that I've uh, been watching on Janet Jackson's life. My goodness me. Boy, I feel, you know what? She's a tremendous, tremendous legacy that the woman's been going all oh, this time, all the controversy. Still going strong with the music, and uh, yeah, I kind of credit to her. So if you haven't seen that yet, but I recommend it. Go and watch Janet Jackson movie. Well worth it, or documentary rather. uh, That of course. Anyway, let's continue with some music here, and let me let tell you that coming up after this, I'm going to be talking to my guest here on the show. Looking forward to hearing some of the journey and the life of Reverend Carver Anderson. More to come up after we have this from Kofi Stone. And Jacob Banks, broken chandelier. She's just
3: a broken chandelier. Her life's dim, she's well aware, she's elegant but menacing. Her melanin was evident. The pressures were heavy, she was the next the kin. Despite all the pressure she was developing, I felt for her. Science telling me, let her in. Cup run over, hoping she get the better things. I tried to love her, I told her she can't do anything. She don't believe in herself, and that's the worst thing. She tried pills and still they wasn't working. The curse with the reverse, it resurfaced. The these scars couldn't be seen, she seemed perfect, never judge a book by its cover, she's still hurting, she wished she wasn't alive, she needs nursing, so she looked to the skies and she worshipped, she never believed that she's
2: worth.
3: Chandelier, her light's dim, she's well aware, her energy was delicate. She was intelligent when she was in her element. But deeper feelings, the meaning, she needed relevance. It seems appealing, but really that was a detriment. She wanted eminence, the pain was prevalent, turning souls to sediments. That wasn't good for her development. See I just wanted to love her but I was hesitant I was aware that her problems were big as anything So I knew that the loving would be irrelevant I couldn't settle but she was looking for, settlements Broken chandeliers, she's just a broken chandelier It's lights out, my biggest fear I only knew beauty when you was near Now all I have is this beautiful souvenir and it's a broken chandelier Me and my broken chandelier, it's lights out, I'm well aware I only knew beauty when you was near now all I have is this beautiful Extra.
1: Yes, here I am on Affinity Extra with the show Tapestry. Welcome to the show. If you're new to the show and you're wondering, what's that all about? Well, this is where I like to chat to people who I believe are doing extraordinary things because of their faith. Ordinary people doing extraordinary things because of their faith in the Lord Jesus. And as um, my sister and friend would say to me, living the life God gave them. Now, my guest for this week, in a way, you could kind of say this is a a doubleheader. But I'm talking to the individuals who make up those that doublehead separately, of course, Nikki, because that's why you they're here. And um, I've known them for golly, I think it's roughly twenty plus years now, um, because of the work that they do in the community, in particular with um, black men. Black young men to encourage them to have a different thinking on their lives, especially if they have come out of prison or have been part of the criminal justice system and it hasn't been a positive experience. And so between the two of them, they have created this organisation that really does do what it says on the tin, bring hope. It's called Bringing Hope. And I'm talking to one of the two next week or being well, I'll be speaking to the other half. But welcome to Tapestry Affinity Extra, Mr. Carver Anderson.
4: Hey, thank <laughs> you, Nikki Tapper. Oh. Da, da, da. <laughs> Nikki, thank you, thank you so very much for your invite today. So I'm really pleased to be with you, Nikki.
1: It, it is a joy to get to talk to you because one of the key things I, I suppose I'd like to do, um, and and really I suppose what Affinity Extra is about as well, is sometimes not waiting until someone's passed, but to be able to talk about people and get people to share their life and their journey and all being well, it will speak to just even one to help them realise that actually faith in Jesus can work even with all the struggles and the situations that people find themselves in. And especially because you are doing something really extraordinary in the community by coming alongside so many people not just um, men but their families as well to help change their lives but I want to start off as I do with all the guests here Carver on the show by asking who is Carver Anderson
4: all right so Nikki and all my friends and family and those who are listening in so my name is Carver Anderson. I've got a kind of a strange middle name, which is French. It's called Carver Le Cabineer Anderson. No, not many people know that, but I've decided to let it out on Nicky's show. Wow, remember. look at that. Uh, <laughs> uh,
5: uh,
1: come on, Could you, would you like to
4: repeat it, just in case I missed? Car- <laughs> it, it, so if you're going to really put the full title, it's Reverend Dr. Carver La Cabineer Anderson.
1: bro bro, 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 bro- you see, you do it like that. Amazing! So, what? Where did your parents even think of that? Na- where did that name, middle name, come now, from? Now, in,
4: interestingly, when I, I was so I was born in a place called Clarendon in Jamaica. So I'm Jamaican people. So I was born. I was born there on the thirteenth um, of July, nineteen fifty-eight. So clearly, God willing, I'm sixty-four this year. So I was born in the country. I was born where there's no hot water cold water shower flush toilets electricity roads so people who have all that now remember that my parents had a family where we had none of that so my when i was born my auntie um, god bless her soul because she's passed by now um aunt g we call her She said to my mother, your son, you know, I want to name him. There's a guy who I know in slavery, his name was George Washington Carver, and he was a great man. And I think your son's going to be a great man when he grows. So let's call him Carver. And La Cabernet is a name, which is French, really, that my auntie, so my auntie named me Carver La Cabernet. They're going to put some other name, George Washington and all of that. But (laughs) my mom said, that is too long. So I had my name from a child, but I was a very sickly child, Nikki. And my mom thought I was going to die. So I was born in the country. But my auntie drove from Kingston to say to my mother, Beatrice. I need to take your son and let him live with me. Now, my auntie was well-to-do, had a shop, had a car, had a house, had toilet, had TV. So I grew up for the first four, five years of my life in Kingston, 33 Prembley driving Drive in Kingston with my auntie. Wow. Went to tutorial college. So I literally um, had a double kind of life. I didn't know my dad until I was about seven, eight, because my dad came to the to England to literally find job and house for my parents before we were called to England in 1967, the 29th of December. Well,
1: yeah, wintertime, time. I mean, I, I, there's so much already. Let me just get a couple of things in. Firstly, so you kind of did a, a fresh Prince of Bel-Air kind of thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, look as though you were, the, you were the blessed one, picked out and went and lived with um, your aunt. Which absolutely. So. Sounds absolutely amazing. That's absolutely. the one thing that I think everybody already will resonate. You see there was before the was the fresh prince of Bel-Air there was Carver La Barbera, oh
4: my God! I've no, come on! Wrong. Don't, don't I've got don't,
1: it don't, don't mash up. <laughs> <laughs> don't mash up. the name, Nikki. Like, don't mash up. The name. I want to just say La Cavalier because it just fits. No, no, no,
4: no. Carver Anderson will do for now because Carver, we don't want you to be. Exactly. We don't want you to be spe- speaking in tongues because Please, we need translators. dear, Hallelujah,
1: Hallelujah. <laughs> and so th- that I think is is just again a wonderful insight into the fact that there were families, there were there were families that were well-to-do because again, Absolutely. the picture we have of the majority of people coming over, you said your father had come over, were that they were from country and they were all struggling. There was nobody who was well-to-do in Jamaica. That's why everybody had to leave. And I'm talking in particular about the island of Jamaica. We know the other Caribbean islands probably had a similar picture being painted of themselves. So that's a joy to hear that there yes. was, there was, um, there were wealth or there were just people in families that were doing well. Doing and, well. And could, <laughs> and could quite easily not have to leave Jamaica to become any better in another country.
4: Absolutely. So as I said to you, my auntie had two shops. She literally, my two uncles, that I call them Uncle Sessa, Uncle Sessa and Uncle Frank, Frankie, but they were my cousins really. They had two cars. We had TV, we had flush toilet, we had everything, really, oh. in Kingston. So you're right, we didn't have to, my, my auntie didn't have to leave and go. My auntie didn't have to leave and go anywhere.
1: And so there you are then, as you said, you've come over to the UK in winter with your, I gather, if I've got this right, you're two of the siblings, Rose and Leona. And
4: you've got it, and my mother. So... We, we came in the heart of winter, landed at Heathrow Airport and we were picked up and it was winter. Now, remember now, when I went back to country, we cooked on open fire with sticks and wood and stone and everything. So I came here and because the trees had no leaves on, I say, clearly I was still speaking Creole then, Mr. Daddy. No firewood for the fire, <laughs> <laughs> but but that says no, we, we don't need that here. <laughs> oh so, my I,
1: goodness!
4: <laughs> I had to learn new things, really. If I'm honest,
1: and, and in learning all these new things, you know, you are the as I said. Just so you're, a, uh, a, a, if I can get the numbers right, you would be deemed first generation. First generation. That's what, I'm, first, I'm, I'm,
3: I'm
4: a I'm a windrush. You're a son. You are a windrush, sort of. son. Absolutely. Son. You're
1: Absolutely you. Son. So you're really key uh, to to talk to us a little bit about what that was like coming over. You're six, seven years old. You've come to this country. No, I, I was
4: nine. I was nine. Oh, you, So you
1: so okay. So few. Still, still, what we would say now, primary school age.
4: That's the, right. Yes. The
1: last few years of primary school, you, you're getting to get ready to go to to secondary school that's right what was what was that like for you just give us some insight for you this nine-year-old black boy from the island of jamaica in the cold of the uk which part of the uk did you settle in first did your parents come straight to the West i Midlands?
4: I went straight into the heart of hansworth um Rooker road junior school i went in the heart the heart of it so i lived on 96 Onibere road to begin with so I went to my junior school, was Rooker Junior School. I was teased because of how I spoke. I was called nigger, blackie, monkey, I was called everything, if I'm honest with you. And I met up with some of the young black boys there. And when I found out that we had power, we beat up the boy then who called me. We have to go down that road again. So I <laughs> And I, so I, Rooker, I will
1: just um, put a little bit of a, a, a clause in there that for those who may be offended by the words but we are talking of someone's experience hence the context of using the N word.
4: Thank you and I, I would just say to everyone that was a the reality then so if you feel offended please remember that was real for me. Carver Le Cabinet, Anderson it was so real it caused me a lot of distress if I'm honest with you. I was literally bullied with those names and kicked and spat at with those names. So I can So was my father. So was my father at, the, at a factory in West Bromwich. So it's important for us not to negate and just paint over some real deep traumatic issues for people like myself, who still carry the scars if I'm honest with you. So I I do literally bring the apology if you're offended but i want to say it is real and it still is for many of us
1: yeah very very much so so there you are you've you're experiencing life you know in the motherland you've had all of that of course through your time there in jamaica you're now going into your teens your formative years now where where with other um cultural groups other religions there's that rites of passage um, where, you know, when the young boy is leaving from being kind of 11, 12, going into teenage years, um, Jewish tradition would have bar mitzvahs. Um, if I pronounced that right. And so yeah, but, what, did yeah. you did you have anything like that for you going into your teens, hanging out with the other, your other peers, other black boys who were beginning <laughs> to feel as though if we don't come together and unite, they are going to pick us off one by one?
4: Well, hear this now, Nikki. This is where my deviant years started from I was at junior school going into my secondary years. So, those were the days of skinhead and teddy boys. So, with all the names that I called before and Deeper still, I won't go into mm-hmm. that right now because I don't want to offend Deeper, but that was real for me, real for us. So, I had a group of young men that I became very close friends with. Some of them just came from Jamaica still, and some of them were firstborn black men, young men who were born here. So we clustered together as friends, as a group, and we literally, I started going down the wrong. And, you know, I'm confessing some of this here. I mean, all I've been forgiven for all of this anyway still, from my my stealing days, to my smoking days, to my lying, to my deceptive days, to my sneaking out days. I just went off the wrong track. And, you know, even though we were going to church, the church van used to come to pick me up. By this time, I'm living now at Antrobus Road. The church van used to come and pick us up. But there's a group of us that used to sneak out because the young men who didn't go to church they were always saying that yeah man we went to blues last night and when we went to, to school the next day where did you go i was ashamed to say i went to church
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> Because so, it, so, so, it sounded so straight, I suppose, and so boring compared to what you felt they me, were doing. Listen,
4: yeah, of course. So I and a group of men, I won't call any names on, on, on this show really because I'll implicate some of them, but I just went off the wrong track. And my mother and my father prayed constantly for, God, me one son, God, i pray. You. And it went on for mm. some years still. I got involved with heavy drinking, that, Quite a few misdemeanors, really. And, and Carver,
1: let me let me just stop you there for a little bit, and then we'll break for some music. You, well, thank you again for being so honest with what you've shared there, because um, many would see that as nowhere twofold for me. The prayers of parents, Christian parents who truly believed that that wasn't the route for their son, that that they yes. had, they felt that God had given you a purpose and a destiny and it wasn't through the route you were taking. Then there's the other side where you're adamant that, that God business isn't, isn't part of it. And I'm going to party hard and live the way that I'm living. I mean, Mm. when you look back now, did you ever have moments where you thought even in the midst of the drinking and the party hard lifestyle, you were leading that, that this isn't really me.
4: Yeah, yeah. I, I I thought that when I saw my parents praying and crying, and my sisters, you—if you ask Rose and Leona—they cried regularly for me because I was off. I was really on the wrong track. Sometimes I could have been—I could have died really. My mom said to me about a year and a half ago, Carver, if you wasn't saved, you'd are dead. So I understand I was on the fast lane, wasn't I, really? Mm. Um, but there's times when we went to do missions and in certain situations, I always had the conscience. So I was always the one that had a question mark. Boy, we can't do that, or so and so on, so on, so on, yes, so, on, so, on, so, yeah. so So I always had that. So it's almost that, you know, said so train up the child in the way they would go, that when they become old, that they won't depart. I always had that conscience when I went places to do things that were the contradiction to righteousness and truth.
1: Well, Thank you for that. And I really hope if you've caught that, that that gives you hope, whether it be with a, um, a young person you have in your family now, your grandchild, daughter, niece, nephew, who you are concerned, especially if you declare that you have the Christian faith, that you have Jesus as your personal Lord and Saviour. There is hope in him. And, I, and I'm so pleased that you were comfortable enough to share what it was like with your family, barling for you uh, and you telling them, yeah, go away. I've got a party to go to. But yet there was still something like you said, the seed had been sown So we're going to break for some music. We'll carry on this conversation with my guest, Carver Anderson, Dr. Reverend Carver, bottle washer, taxi driver, (laughs) grandfather, everything wrapped into one now. Um, And when we come back, we'll just carry on a little bit more about then how you really then made a commitment for yourself. to have yeah. Jesus as your lord and savior and the work that that's taking you into uh, and what you're currently doing now. Let's have this though from Led Um uh, really nice track. Everything is going to be all right from her album Lost and Found. It's Nikki Tapper here on my show Tapestry on Affinity Extra. Be Extra. <laughs>
0: This life can make me so confused, but it's all right. Yeah. Living day by day, I feel so used. That ain't right. I just want to run and hide, but I don't have the time to cry. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. All right. Mm. Any thoughts are running through my head. It's all right to be somewhere else but here and it's alright. I can't wait to see your face. I need a smile in your embrace. I'm alright. I'm alright. sad and it's alright Some things in the world they make me mad and it's alright In the morning when I see the sun, I know I'm not the only one and it's alright It's It's alright Wish I had some money to pay my bills (laughs) I can't even buy that dress on sale but it's alright have money Everything is everything so, It's gonna be all right so, so, so. Everything is everything so, so, so. It's gonna be
1: I'm sorry.
4: Yes. Oh, I
1: absolutely wow. love this song. Yes, Let's see from her album Lost and Found. Everything is going to be all right. Well, when uh, Carver was growing up into his teens, into his twenties, it may have looked to his parents that it wasn't going to be all right. But then a change came about. So Carver, thank you so much for being with me here on the show. And as I said, it's yes, right. before we had the music, you shared how parents sisters family were really really concerned for you um, yes, they were. but then something happened so tell me what happened where faith came into play
4: right um, and okay. you
1: you made a change
4: of course so here we are now and this is where the manifestation of the spirit comes very strong so the continued prayer for my parents and prayer meetings at my house prayer meetings at church for carver Anderson and, and I was very, at one point, abusive to my mom. Told her to F off this and that. I'm ashamed, but I mean, all that, I've been forgiven for all of it. So, one particular day, um, in 1977, having spoken to my mom in a disrespectful way, told her to, get whatever whatever there was a (laughs) that disappeared there's a convention at church and god said to my mother beatrice don't go to church today on the 6th of june 1977 because i'm going to deal with your son carver so both my sisters rose leona and my dad went to the convention and at about 10 o'clock in the morning I woke up and my mom's really upset with me still. So I went downstairs, 1899 Trevor's Road to the bathroom, did what I did, came back up in the kitchen, made something to eat. My mom's in the kitchen, we're not talking. Went back upstairs and then at about quarter past 10 whilst I'm in my bedroom with an egg on toast and a cup of tea, I heard some big speaking in tongues dah, 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 downstairs going on and on, on. I'm thinking about what to this woman though. She uh, talks. I literally said that to wow. myself but my mother kept on coming up the stairs and every bit I heard her crying. And as she came up the stairs, my dear listeners, and believe me, God is so real. And she opened the door, the, the light, my room lit up and it's like... God himself took a truncheon and knocked me to the floor in 189 Antibes, and I started bawling like a baby and I shot myself and I'm thinking the, the, the enemy came cover you're mad what are you crying for you you know the man the am out there you, you're weak you're wishy-washy and so on and I cried I cried I cried I said gee and I'm saying this is what I'm saying I'm, Jesus I love, love you and the more I'm saying this I'm thinking nah this ain't and the Lord allowed me I knelt on the floor held my mom around the waist I said, I love Jesus. Mom, and God totally exercised total everything out of me. When it was about 11, 10 past 11, I was different. I, I, I was shocked. When I opened my eyes and looked outside, the, the outside was greener. Uh, and my mom says, Carver, what were you in? And I confess everything to my mom. And she then symbolically took all my bedclothes, burnt it, and said, from this day... 6th June 1977, at 10 past 11, Carver Anderson became a man of the Most High, of Yahweh, of Yahshua, the Holy Spirit, totally, totally. When people heard out a road, yo, Carver, see if, They said, you're mad. No, Carver, see if. And you know what? Ever since that day, I've been on this journey. So hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Really?
4: Hallelujah! Thank you. Oh
1: my! Thank mm. you, Jesus. Mm. Well, God. I, th- I feel like I could just—I have got um, a, bit t- a tingly and a wingly just at how
4: same here, same here.
1: Christ moves, Hallelujah. and this is what I think is so fascinating about talking to people and their different experiences of how they encounter and have that, you know, choose to say, yes, Lord, I will accept you as my personal Lord and Saviour, because how he comes to the individual is always unique to that individual and the supernatural out of this world. Because to me, that Hmm. is definitely, you know, if you couldn't make a film, because even the film, you go, well, of course, it's a film. It didn't happen in real life. There's no... There's no spirit going to walk into a door. God's not going to come into <laughs> your bedroom, lick your hand, make your bar roll and cry and what up on. your mother. So that tells me that he really oh, knew man. what he needed to do for you in oh, you know, order for that change to come about. So you've now find yourself changed I,
4: your... change totally.
1: Yeah, how's that looking? What,
4: you know? Now listen to me, listen to me. So my sisters, when they came back from the convention, they were shocked. The, the whole house started bawling. My sisters started crying on the on oh, the floor. Wow. The, it, it was a it was a, a revival in my house that day. My dad, my sisters crying. Revival, revival in my house. One eight nine Ambrose Road. So here I am now, because I was hard on the road in terms of just getting involved in stuff, being deceptive, and all. I was equally hardcore for Christ Jesus. So I was the type of young man that would walk from Hantrable's Road to, to George Street just to fast, just to pray, just, just to do things. <laughs> I was in church for hours and ends, anything, fasting, prayer meeting, this, I'm gone. I became a scout leader then, so I became active, Sunday school teacher, scout leader, just to fast track all of this. I just started doing everything for Yeshua. I wasn't stopping, I was on it now, but then I started saying, well, The men that were out there with me, where are they? Yes. How come they? So I started questioning the relevance of church for people out in the streets, in the community, like what I was. Mm. And that's how my journey of questioning. And, you know, going through the ranks, becoming a pastor, then National Youth and Christian Education Director for New Testament Church of God. And then... I went to Nigeria. Clearly, I traveled around the world a little bit, different pastors, to preach, to teach. And I went to Nigeria and I came back and I was, by this time, I'm married. Thank God for my darling wife, Pauline. So I, I met my darling wife, Pauline, in church and then had my, my children. But then I went to Nigeria and came back and God said to me, Carver, resign from being National Youth and Christian Education Director and going all over the place and go on the front line where the most broken people are, what you were, and be relevant there. Mm-hmm. And that's how I met Reverend Robin Thompson one day when someone said, blood, there's one man like you, you know, <laughs> blood. <laughs> <laughs> that's the... And that, give you.
1: That's exactly, as I said, all being well, we'll be doing the same, having the same conversation with him the, the second half of you could because then, of course, with um others you you've brought about bringing hope um that's right that's and, right, and it's uh, to this present day, it is really a passion, and we can still hear that in you for you to oh, say hi. how how are we, especially now when we see the statistics, I mean if we do the most recent. London was saying that you know up until Christmas of 2021, you know, know. 30 young people had lost their the most I know. in in yes, a short period yes. of time. For us here in the West Midlands, in particular, for Birmingham, yes. we've had ours. We, Manchester has the same thing. These of, key course, of, course, of course, cities of course. across the UK yes.
3: impacted,
1: and yet somehow we keep we think. Well, if the message of Christ is getting through, what's going on when the the numbers but it's not, the are thing increasing? Is, the
4: th- Nikki, let me put this to you very sharp and succinctly. We are preaching in many areas, but we are not acting upon what we've preached. So the radical activism of gospel of Yeshua, Yeshua spent most of his time in community. That's why he said to Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus. Come off the tree, man, I'm coming to your house. That's why he was with the woman at the well. That's why he was walking up and down in community. Now, there's not many of our churches that you see on a regular basis to the park, asking the young men how they're doing, asking the young women how they're doing, walking into clubs Well I go on here. Now, I'm saying bringing hope is an example of what it is to be in the trenches where brokenness is and getting ourselves right amongst the pain, the anguish, the depression, the anxiety, the guns, the knives, the spliff, the cussing, the hollering, the bawling, the fighting, the scrapping and saying, we want to bring the hope right here now. And I believe that when Yeshua said that, you know what? I've given you the power, you know, you, and the authority. Luke four verse eight and the spirit of the Lord is upon me because I'm anointed. What? to do something, to get involved with people who are poor, to get involved with people in prison, to get involved with people who are blind, not just physically, but emotionally, psychologically, and spiritually blind. And that's what bringing hope is about. So we're in the prisons, we're in communities, we are doing things, and but you know what? We need the collective response of the body of Yeshua. The ecclesia is what we need to be activists, in communities
1: I, I i i want to stop because i need that to register with us listening me listening that yes for those of us um and uh i want to ask actually because for them they're some could be listening and going, Yeshua, sure. I've never heard Jesus referred to as Yeshua. That's, uh, that's the so, original
4: name for Jesus Christ, you know. So we, we literally use it interchangeably. a bit. But I use the word Yeshua just like I use the word Yahweh, just yes. like the whole notion of the essence of who God is. And we need to, my relationship with Yeshua, with the Spirit, with Yahweh, is that I have an intimate relation. So I fear nobody, I fear nothing. That's why it says, David said, you know what, because I understand this, the Lord is my light and my... Yeah, yeah, fear who, when, why? Yeah, very so, much
1: so. And then when you when you say that, and that, I suppose that's a source of encouragement because for, for so many, in the way that this world's setup is now, there is that fear, there is that... Um, mm. unsurety and uncertainty of following genuinely mm. what Christ has asked us to do as you just said there you've been anointed mm. we have been given it hallelujah you know, how, how, how do you encourage those who you're saying you know part of the church the ecclesia as you yes. use there how do, we, yes. how do you galvanize then especially so at this time over these last two years in particular how they've impacted the whole world What are we saying then as believers in Christ?
4: So firstly, I would say to all of you as friends and family who are listening, look at yourself first like Isaiah and say, woe is me. Woe is Carver because Lord, you know what? I'm struggling at the moment. So your first, Acknowledge who you are and where your challenges are. Don't move away from that. Because if we are going to be actively involved with people, look at yourself first. Look at yourself first, Carver. That's what I do. So I have a daily routine of reading the word and praying. There's not a day that passes that as soon as I open my eyes, it's the Bible app and then my prayer and my devotion every day. 20 20 365 days of the year. That's what I do. So as I start that, there's something about the revelatory knowledge about the authority when Yeshua said, You know what? I am giving you the power over to trample on serpents and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy, and nothing will harm or hurt you. So It's important for us to see this through the spiritual lenses and not just through the pragmatic, the logical and the inane or mundane. What do I mean? That's why Proverbs 3 said, don't lean on the practical, the logical and the pragmatic, but lean on what? on all that Yeshua represents, not on your own, but in all your ways, acknowledge the Lord and he will direct your path. Now, the path that the Lord's put before us is to what? To be authority, to be anointed, to be strategic, to plan. Because when Yeshua said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, to engage with poverty. He didn't just say, you know, you don't do anything about poverty. Mm. You have to look at the systems that allow people to be poor or to marginalise people. And we have to challenge those systems. But we have to do that collectively. He said, wherever two or three are gathered, touching anything. And look how many churches. We have so many churches where there are three, four, five, six hundred people. And yet some of the, the areas that we're in it's the most impoverished? Yes. There's yes. something wrong there.
1: Carver Anderson. I, what can I say? Um, um, wonderful time. I I said this is just an insight. And I'm, no, I'm not going to say it this time. But Nikki, no, not, it's not tapestry. If Nikki doesn't say, there's a part two, three, four, seven hundred. <laughs> oh,
4: um man. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you for just thank
1: giving us a little insight into you and the work that Bringing Hope is doing, not just for for those that live here in Birmingham but the impact that's having across the nation and worldwide I'd say as well
4: Um, and so
1: one thing I always use and, and ask guests that I have here on the show is to give me a track past or present gospel track that speaks to them means something to them so tell me the track you've chosen and why
4: yes the track I've chosen Nikki is I give myself away and you know I have given all that I am and what I'll ever be to the Lord. And I believe this track speaks to me that the Lord can use me. I don't want the titles necessarily to be hyped up there. I want to just say, Lord, please use me to be your hands, your feet, your mind, as I just journey through this life. And the final thing I'd say we're only passing through this life
6: yes,
4: yes. so let that track speak to you as you listen to it please
1: Carver, thank you so much for being with me again here on Tapestry and as you said let's hear William McDowell I give myself away bless you
4: Hallelujah. thank you very much
2: I give myself away so you can, come on let him know I give myself away I give myself away so you can use me I give, I give myself away what would happen if a generation away. embraced this so you and i here I am here. I am.
1: a challenge, isn't it, to think about um, choosing to give your work, your life, everything that you are to the Lord Jesus and allow him to use you in the way that you, he feels you should be used. And so many of us say that we will do it, but it is always very tricky. And it's always challenging to do that. But uh, my guest today, Carver Anderson, I suppose has, has thrown down a little bit of a gauntlet in the sense to say that's that's what you've got to do if you choose to say that you're a kingdom minded person then you have to think about how can you um, ensure that you allow Christ to, be, to come through your life how you work in the community your job school college uni whatever it is it is a challenge and a half well let's see if we can get some more music in for you I played a bit of them last week well, I'll go get my girls back in again yes Mary Mary Love you that much here on Affinity Extra.
0: Whatever, I will. Cause I love it that much. Nowadays, everybody wants to be in control, trying to be a leader when with We give Whatever, whenever, love you that much.
1: Much. Mary Mary, love you that much. Wow. Well, look, we are coming nearly to the end of sure again, it's just gone that quick, as I always say every week, isn't it? But it's been worth it, it's been a joy. But let me have a little bit of reggae classic for you and um, before we finish for this week from George Nooks from the album Broken Vessel. Love Lifted Me Oh, what a joy It really has this Today it really has
6: I write myself a simple song Let the whole world to sing along I'll call it a love song for you Who knows I'm liable To take a song from the Bible And then when I'm through I just think, Love lifted me.
2: Love lifted me. When nothing
6: else will do, Love lifted me. Everybody's looking for a way to say something to you. But saying it is hard to do. Searching their minds, trying to find the world of God. But they say something new. I just think. Love. I have song for you. Who knows? I'm liable to take a song, song, don't
1: Tune Love Lifted Me George's version there from his um, album Broken Vessel. And so, there we are for another week here on Affinity Extra. Many thanks again to my guest, Harvard Anderson. And uh, as I said, all be well next week, you'll hear the other half to his uh, duo, the, the two of them who run the organization bringing hope robin, Tom, robin thompson i should be speaking to next week so let's go out then with a little bit of uh up, up to date i'd say i'm still loving rinsing out the album uh, if you haven't, haven't heard me talk about this yet you must be thinking the playlist for affinity extra just as a listener like you but this is um agents i want to say sniper but it's probably snipper with gil joy and the track control. A bit of Afrobeats to end our time together. Have yourself a great week. Keep yourself safe, but by all means, please keep on praying. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean onto your own understanding, and He will direct your path. Take care, everyone.
2: I've China. China, yeah. been making moves day. Hey, hey. I come oh move, Lord, you control me. I listen for the words you say. Uh, I got no else, I cannot see. Cause I dwell in your light. All I do is win at the job life. When you say go right, Lord, I go right. Now the boy living king life. Yeah, yeah. Keep me a good day aside. Pay your mind. Man don't got no time, no time, for oh, I live my life, see as my life made it frustrate My love, they watch you, no complaint Life with the top, with the top, please Live at the top, no complaint, no, no When I make you beat, embrace, praise you deserve that energy Give you all my love up there, you deserve this energy Get my flow, flow, flow. Oh you know I got you got my control In my life I give you control You got my control, you got got my control
5: Live for me to live with you. Especially designed, dear Lord, just for pleasure you. you. No. Inna the morning, inna the noon, dear Lord, I will worship you. Personal. Come with it. You deserve all my energy. You are the center of my life, my ability. You are me out on your work my prosperity. No. Me have a preacher preach all but you without apology. The life you live is not. We'll